are live. Welcome everyone. My name is Nikki Lopez of Nikki Lopez Creative and you're watching The Circle where every Tuesday, well actually we're starting the first and the third Tuesday of the month. I'll be talking to artists, activists, social entrepreneurs, people doing great things in the world today. And today I have a very special guest and family member. Um, we have Lisa Loving, L-M-H-C-P-A. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yes, yes. And so um, let's see, we're, we're, we're live in a couple of places. So we're live in this the group, The Circle. And remember, if you're in the Facebook group, The Circle, and you comment, I cannot see your name, so you got to type it in. But we're live on Nikki Lopez Creative. We're live on YouTube and Periscope. And um, and then, you know, by the end of the week, this will be on the podcast. So you could go back and check it out and uh, get, have a listen and do all those nice things. So just diving in. So uh, Lisa Loving is a licensed mental health counselor, a life coach and author of The Woman's Code. Uh, she has a telecounseling practice here in Florida called Loving Therapy and has been counseling since 2015. She has a bachelor's and master's of science in clinical psychology. Yes. So that is a lot. And we have, oh, we have another family member, Carlene, saying hello, ladies. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> so, yeah, so as we're, you know, getting online, um, let's just dive in. What sparked your passion or your journey into mental health? Well, Nikki, you know, we have loved ones who struggle with mental health and, you know, mental illness. And so as I saw them struggling, I wanted to be part of the solution as opposed to just standing by and watching them struggle. It's not enough people that educate themselves to help things get better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, and it's interesting because um, it's always interesting when some people go that route where they see a, a challenge in their family and they say, OK, well, what can you know, what can I do about it? Um, so that's always a, like a really personal, you know, thing like I have to be, yeah. you know, I got to show up for myself in the community. But, you know, yeah. my family is what's pushing me. So absolutely. Um, we take it a couple. We have. Kara, Kara Gardner, hello family, hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> and then we have someone on Periscope. Hello from San Diego, thanks for joining us, DJ Blitz One. So um, yeah, we have Periscope that's connected with Twitter. There, <laughs> Periscope is going away, but you know, the old um, circles will be up there. Um, how do you address, you know, um, how do you address like challenges and stigmas within the black communities or communities of color with mental health? Because that's like a huge deal. And then you're like a black person doing mental health. Yes. Um, I haven't really come across it too often because my, a lot of my clients come from word of mouth, but when I do come across it, I remind all the time that therapy is not just for people with mental illness. Therapy doesn't mean that you're crazy. Mm -hmm. It just means you have someone that you can build a trusting relationship with, that you can tell anything to, someone that can help give you guidance in life stresses, someone just to unleash on, you know, and mm -hmm. everybody needs that. Mm -hmm. And so usually 
by the time they hear that, they give it a try. Mm -hmm. And by the time they sit in front of me, they're like, this isn't like anything like what I thought it was, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I like that you made that distinction about, you know, um, there's some people that are so opposed to anything that's dealing with psychology and mental health because they feel like, oh, I'm not crazy. You know, I don't need that. And whether you've gone through one trauma, multiple traumas, or no traumas at all, it's just a really uh, good thing. You have, I mean, we all have friends, friends group, family. Um, Some people have places of worship. Um, But, you know, for me, I find like a counselor is someone, a therapist is someone who's just neutral. There's no, you know, like they don't know you. They're not like, you know, like, oh, I, I, you know, I'm listening to you, but I have a judgment about you. They're just like purely, exactly. you know, mm -hmm. exactly. There's no judgment. There's no, you know, um, no type of stereotyping. No, it, it's, it's a safe place is what it's supposed to be a very safe place, you know, to just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And then what I also try to do, because the the black community, the community of um, people of color, everyone's struggling, you know. And so mm-hmm. my charges, my fees are actually a lot lower than most therapists. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a standard rate, but I work with people. Mm-hmm. Kind of on a sliding scale, and I really try and work with people, and so my clients appreciate that, and they refer people to me because of that. Mm. Okay, I see. Um, uh, Maya G, I thought that was a dated way of thinking. Yeah, a lot of people do. Like, oh, I don't have a problem. I don't yet need it. So I'm glad that more and more people are opening their mind uh, to mental health and to talk, you know, normalizing it. And especially in community of, of color, I think everyone could benefit from it, but it's just like, you know, how do you break that stigma? How do you get, you know, like I was talking to somebody one day and I said something about um, a psychology assessment for a child. And they were just like, oh, no, 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 no psychology with the child. And it's like, but you could have an opportunity to get a deeper level of understanding about this child. And yeah. there's, there's a lot of opposition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm 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 excited that it's it's I'm able to help in the community of color people of color because mm-hmm. I have one client who said to me walked in my office at one point and saw a Caucasian client leaving he said wait I thought you were just for us black people you're just <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> absolutely um, we have uh, Sylvia hello Nikki and guests hello Sylvia. Um, Valerie, uh, happy Women's Month, ladies. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Happy Women's History, Women's Month. Um, my, I support mental health on another level. Well, sure. Like, uh, share Maya, whatever level that you're, you support it. That's, uh, I feel all directions is only (laughs) leading up. Uh, Valerie, it's so good to know there are pro- um, providers like yourself out there for people in need. The money doesn't always allow for us to seek the help we need. Absolutely. Exactly. I was just going to say that, like, it's nice that you're able to give something that is, you know, makes it more accessible. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, cause most therapists charge anywhere 150 an hour, mm-hmm. um, 
I go as low as 40 an hour, depending on income and so forth, and depending on the need. It allows the college students, young people, as well as, you know, people struggling mm -hmm. to really be able to afford it. Absolutely. And we have someone on YouTube, Winsome. Hello, Nikki and Lisa. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some of the challenges? Because like right now, I know, you know, we've been pretty much on a lockdown or now partial lockdown. It's mm -hmm. been a year. Um, what are some of the challenges that are impacting mental health because of this global crisis, the pandemic and just the overall unrest? Um, the number one challenge that I have come across is that a lot of people with mental health issues tend to have some issues with their self-esteem and self-confidence. And because of the pandemic, we're having to do things virtually. And it's so interesting because most people don't mind coming into the office and sitting and letting you see them face to face. Mm -hmm. But then to do a virtual session you wouldn't believe how many people are too shy or uncomfortable with showing their face on camera. Mm. And it becomes a hindrance to the whole process. You know, um, some people say, well, can we just do a regular phone call? But the thing is, the, the board doesn't allow for us to just do a regular phone call. Body language is so important that we have to do at least the first session as a virtual session, mm -hmm. you know, and I remind them when I when this pandemic started, I was nervous about it, too, but I had to get used to it. And mm -hmm. then if you really want to heal and self-esteem is part of your issue, then you might as well challenge yourself and start somewhere by being on the virtual session, you know, mm hmm. But that seems to be the main hindrance. Just people don't want to do the virtual sessions. I thought that that would make it easier for people to do. Um, I thought so too. Yeah. So many people say, no, I want to come in the office. I, it, some say it's my getaway, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. yeah. But it does make it more difficult, especially because sometimes they have to do it from home and their family members are home. Yeah. And so it's not as private as they would like it to be. Absolutely. And that's something I'm glad that you touched on because, um, you know, that's one of the things that I kind of centered my last exhibition last year about, about sheltering at home, safer at home. Everybody feels like, you know, home is a safe place. But for people yeah. who have challenges, whether it's mental health, whether it's something that they're dealing with, I mean, some people are home with abusers, you know, and so, and they don't have that resource to go there or, you know, maybe they might be open to mental health, but their family or their support system isn't. So they don't get that, you know, they get shamed or teased and don't have that. So I could see where that could play a part where like, no, I need to come to you. I need to leave right. here and go there. Mm -hmm. Right. Even with children, they're the, the, Parents that come counseling, for them, it's kind of their hour away from home to get away from the family. Mm -hmm. And 
they can't do that. Their children are in the camera. Their children are saying, mommy, get off the phone, stop talking. And it's, it's still a challenge for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have uh, Dion Jefferson in the circle. He, say, uh, uh, he says, uh, I love to have her at our art ball. She's phenomenal. <laughs> Um, we do have a question. Um, yeah, Deanne, I'll give you her information and, you know, if, see what's possible. Um, <laughs> how does your coaching method differ from therapy sessions and when would one be applic applicable over the other? Good question. There's not a whole lot of difference. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to kind of not cross the lines, but, um, the life coaching allows me to help people that are outside of Florida because I'm only licensed in the state of Florida. But if I'm only providing life coaching to someone and say they need mental health services, then I would have to, if they're not in the state of Florida, I would have to refer them to get mental health from someone in their state. You know, mm -hmm. life coaching is more about guidance in some of just life's regular stressors, maybe career guidance, um, you're just guidance on your journey in your life and getting to know yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know? And we have Kay Williams, highly recommend this. Kai Williams. Kai Williams, okay. <laughs> um, highly recommended. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. It's awesome here. Um, how can someone like check in or hold space for others? Like, let's say, you know, there's some of us who may be more open to like mental health, counseling, therapy, life coaching, all those things. But we see someone that is our friend, our family, our lover, our partners, um, someone that we know in the neighborhood that we see that they're showing signs um, that they could probably benefit from something like that. How can, what's, do you have any recommendations of what's a good way to kind of approach that subject or see where they, they feel, you know, see if they'd be open to that? Um, I would say that it's important to definitely be willing to listen. Definitely be willing to just listen. Sometimes we're all so caught up in our own lives that we don't, we're, we're protecting our space. We're protecting our peace. We don't want to get caught up in someone else's drama. And I mm -hmm. think the first step is to be willing to share your space sometimes because helping someone else actually brings joy to your life. And so if you can first listen, offer that shoulder to cry on if need be, and then just make the suggestion, maybe think and say, maybe you should think about seeing someone, talking to someone, a therapist or a psychologist and expressing that it, it doesn't mean that you're crazy. It just means that you just need someone who's neutral to mm -hmm. talk to. Mm -hmm. um, okay, I think I was gonna ask you about the coach, but then you, you kind of explained that. Um, for your business, uh, the, the business that you have, um, what can you tell us like what exactly it is and, you know, what are the services that it provides? Well, um, loving therapy is my own practice. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is a mental health practice. 
um, but I also offer life coach services. Um, in particularly for the mental health sessions, I offer individual sessions um, from ages to anyone age, preferably age 14 and up. Um, mm. But I do have clients who are as young as 11 years old. Mm. Um, and I offer family sessions. When it comes to children, family sessions is a must. Um, I also offer couples and marriage counseling as well. You know, um, my specialty is trauma, and mm. particularly for women. So, um, and as far as the fees, they differ based on the different type of session you're going to have. Mm -hmm. You know, life coach, like I said earlier, is just basically helping guide you through your journey of life and what, what you need, what decisions you can make that benefit you as a person. Okay. And then also, I did run it on the ticker, but if you're on YouTube or Facebook, I did put in the comment section the links for uh, Loving Therapy and Lisa's Instagram so you can connect with her there. And let me see, we have a couple of questions. We have our comments. Joanna Green, you go, girl. I love you. Message from your son. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you're doing great. We're so proud of you. <laughs> Sylvia, this is a well-needed subject. My son suffered from bipolar depression as a young man. Wow. Mm, wow, that's difficult. Mm -hmm. And how, well, and, and then I guess the flip side of that, right? Because, you know, Sylvia made a great point. Like her son was going through, has a mental disorder. What are some things for the family members or close ones who have, who are dealing with someone that may have, bipolar, depression, different things like that. What are some things that they could do to help and to like also support themselves through it? I recommend therapy as well. Mm. You know, therapy is for everyone in my opinion, mm. um, including therapists, you know? So um, to have someone in your family, especially close immediate family who has a mental health disorder, um, can be really stressful and draining on the family. And it's important for them to be able to seek help for themselves and get education on the illness, mm -hmm. which is part of therapy and being educated on the illness so that you know how to properly help the person cope. Mm -hmm. That's it, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. And Grecia, that's a good question. Why is gratitude important for mental health? Because that does come gratitude, up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gratitude is very important for mental health because mental health, it's almost, it triggers negative thinking. And mm -hmm. negative thinking just gets you in a state of feeling, just thinking about the things that you don't have. And if you can be grateful for the things that you do have, even just opening your eyes in the morning, it tends to put a positive spin on your thought process. Okay. Yeah, I do see that. And, 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 you know, um, 
I'm glad that she asked that question because, you know, I, I used to get annoyed with those things. And then sometimes as I'm growing um, in my understanding of self and just things, it's just like, oh, that that helps with that mind shift, you know, and kind of like huh? all these bad things. Yes, but there are some good things. So it kind of detracts, you, you know, distracts your mind from that. But it also you know, it starts to, you start to grow on that. I, I did have a counselor um, one time advise, like write a list of things that you're grateful for, a list of things that you've accomplished. Cause sometimes we get so caught up in, you know, whatever we got going on in our head that we don't give any time and space for, you know, the things exactly. that are going right. And there's always something going right, you know, so. Exactly. And it's also important to be grateful for yourself. People don't do that enough, you know? Um, you're right, we have our own accomplishments and you have to be able to congratulate yourself on your accomplishments and be grateful for your own um, positive strengths and characteristics that you have. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What are some um, like either tips or tools or resources that people can, you know, um, that you could share with somebody that might, you know, may be dealing with stress or anxiety or, you know, like maybe they don't have, they don't have a counselor right now, but they have things that they're going through. Um, can you share something um, with us? Sure. Um, I would say that, you know, Stress and anxiety, especially anxiety, comes up, it comes about because it's triggered by the fear of the unknown. It's triggered by a lack of control, okay? So mm -hmm. I would say um, in addition to coping skills like breathing techniques, um, mindfulness, meditation, um, positive affirmations, it's important to recognize what's within your control from what's not within your control. And the things that's not within your control, you have to be willing to relinquish that. You have to let it go because you have no control over it. And the things that is within your control, you figure out what can I do? What's in my power to do something about this? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it, it tends to reduce the anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? I've been working on the breathing part <laughs> so many levels. And every time I turn around to some other group, let's go to the breath. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> you can't escape it. <laughs> and you know, some people think, okay, breathing is just, just normal breathing, but to reduce anxiety, it is a specific technique. And it's your, you have to think of your nostrils as the entrance point and your mouth as the exit point. Mm -hmm. People think, you know, I inhale through my nostrils and I can exhale through my nostrils. It doesn't work because what you're doing is almost like you're taking in the, the toxins. And then if you don't blow it out of your mouth, you're leaving it inside. Mm -hmm. And so you have to inhale and then blow it out and you feel so much better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we have Damon Jones saying, hey, Lisa, Nikki, great live. He also has a background. He was with Afro Pride a couple of weeks ago. We talked to him. He has a background great. in health as well. So, great. Yeah. Do you have any um, like uh, mental health practice, self-care practice that you um, that you do for yourself? Um, 
I talk. (laughs) I talk. Um, I do have my own therapist. I don't go as much as I should. Um, But I would say that's because this is my passion. And whatever I have going on in my life, when I sit down in front of my clients, it goes away, you know? It's gone, Mm -hmm. whether it's physical pain or emotional pain. The minute I sit in front of a client, it's gone. Mm. And so it's it's just as healing for me as it is for my clients. Mm -hmm. But um but yes, I talk, I um do practice the breathing techniques, you know, and, and I try my best not to hold things in. You know, I feel that that one. <laughs> Just I'm getting better with the breathing, the holding it in. Uh, yeah, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> so um, we have a question from Damon Jones. What mentally healthy and positive social outlets would you recommend? Um, I would definitely say that is an individual preference because what works for one person may not work for someone else. Um, Mm -hmm. Exercise is always a great way to increase your mental health, but it depends on the type of exercise that you enjoy doing. If you don't enjoy it, you're only stressing yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, some people may enjoy dancing. It's a beautiful thing. Some people may enjoy just watching something funny on television once every day because laughter is a great form of medicine. You know, um, there is, you have to kind of find what makes you happy. So Mm -hmm. some people it's getting their nails done. I have clients who just, they're getting their nails done every week is their Mm -hmm. way of calming themselves. You know, and and so it's about how you as an individual feel better mm-hmm. as long as it's positive, of course, not negative coping skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I would share, you know, um, what has worked for me. Um, you know, I think I've shared with you, I've been, you know, a lot of people that I've been learning to swim with diversity and aquatics. And, you know, even though the pools and everything is closed, a lot of them, um, because there's not, you know, it doesn't increase your risk to be at a pool or the beach in nature, especially getting that vitamin D, which, you know, one of the things that they do um, realize with people with COVID, a lot of them have vitamin D deficiency. So one of the things that is a part of my weekly practice, we, a few of us meet at the beach and we do breathing and we do grounding and we do mindful walking and um, we explore like yoga. Last weekend we did Kundalini yoga, and and being by that, you know, the and do some meditation. And so that's something that is just like it's been helping me and healing me. And it's just like that calming. Yes. So um, and and being in nature. So you know, you get the nature. People still able to socially distance. There's a couple people who feel like even though I'm socially distanced, I want to be in a mask and that's okay. 
you know, but then you have the water, which is all, there's a lot of healing properties at the water. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's something that I've done, Damon, if you're ever interested, I could always uh, share that info with you. But, you know, we're in South Florida with all these beaches and then there's the pools. So, you know, and for years I didn't even go to the beach. Like I was like a Floridian, like, oh, I'm here. Everybody's traveling to my beach, but I won't get up and drive 20 minutes to it. Mm -hmm. But now it's just like, you know, at, at least, you know, once a week, sometimes even more that I'm going to a body of water. And, you right. Know, mm -hmm. And I need to get that information from you, whoever's teaching you, because, um, yes, when it comes to anxiety and swimming, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, my husband says you're Jamaican, how you don't know how to swim? <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, this this group, I, I'm actually learning from two people, but the diversity in aquatic is, you know, one of the focus is, you know, um, breaking that stigma of black people don't swim and teaching about the history, the historical connection between us and the water. And the water. So it's through mindfulness. So there's a, a attention to people with anxieties and traumas, whether it's in or out the water and how to relax the nervous system. Because right. like literally two years ago, I was holding Tara's hand and you know, I'm having a panic attack in a lazy river. Mm. <laughs> that was me, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I'm not fully free and clear, but you know, from where I was and I never thought that I would even imagine me learning yeah. to swim, you know? But just that connection to the water, because even when we did the Zoom, um, we were doing Zoom for like nine Saturdays and we connected with breath and it was f centered around water, even though we wasn't physically at the water and checking in and stuff like that. I mean, it makes for a longer meeting, but, you know, it's just that extra la layer. Right. Um, so, okay. and, you know, we got some questions. We're going a little bit over. So hopefully, you know, you're OK with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we have Kara. Uh, have you considered offering a life coaching program for our brothers and sisters that are recently incarcerated and trying to adjust to normal society again? A lot of them have a really hard time adjusting. Yeah. Um, I have not considered that. Mm -hmm. um, it's not something I'm opposed to. Uh, it is something that I think can be challenging though, in particularly for our brothers out there. Um, mm -hmm. Men are very difficult to get to open up and confide in someone, you know? Once I get them in the, you know, and then they're all good, but mm -hmm. to get them to actually be willing can be difficult, mm -hmm. but it's not something I'm opposed to. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's definitely um, would be a really a great thing if you're able to or, you know, that we need more services like that. Right. Absolutely. Uh, we have Joanna Green. Mommy, I really appreciate this. I, I sent a donation on Cash App for all your passionate dreams. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and we have Stephen from Outclick Magazine. Thank you, Nikki. Absolutely. You're welcome. Absolutely. So um, I think that's all the questions. Okay. So, so yeah. So, so you do the mental health, but you're also an author. I don't know if this is your first book, um, but talk to us it a little is. bit 
about, oh, okay, so well, congrats on, uh, you know, um, your intro to being an author. And, and that's awesome. Amazing. Um, so you wrote a book, Woman's Code. What is it about yeah. and what made you write the book? This is it. I don't know if you can see it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember exactly what inspired me to write the book. I just know one day I was at um, a previous job of mine and told a coworker, you know, I'm, I'm going to write a book one day called The Woman's Code. And that was probably three years ago. And it took me about a year to write the book. It's to empower women, um, to teach women to embrace what it means to be a woman. Um, women are so powerful and a lot of times we don't even realize it. We embody so many different characteristics um, from being warm to being cold, from being loving to being just, yeah, watch out, you know, where all of it rolled up into one. Mm -hmm. And we're powerful. And so it's about teaching women how to embrace that because society makes us, almost puts us to shame about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, and we struggle trying to figure out what we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to be, what's going to make us accepted by men and, and society and whoever else. Mm -hmm. And so it's to empower women and teach them how to love themselves, love each other. It's about sisterhood. Um, because society kind of pits us against each other, makes us compete against each other for jobs, men, different reasons, you know, um, and that's not how it should be. And it also teaches men, you know, I have a few male clients who's read the book and, um, and male friends and they love it. You know, um, it talks about what a man looks like and what a woman looks like. It also talks about trauma, how to cope with that, um, just different life experiences. Someone mentioned that the book itself is a type of book that you should read for life. Because if you, although it's a short book, you're done reading it, and then something happens that make you have to go back into the book again. And it mm -hmm. helps and it gives you guidance. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. I see Valerie putting up the, the fist signs. Absolutely. <laughs> well, kudos to you for writing it too, because, you know, um, that is even just such a commendable effort. You know, a lot of times we have things in our head that we want to do and we don't get to it, you know, and it's just right. like um, we're doing ourselves a disservice. We're doing the world a disservice, you know, because if chances are, if you're thinking about it, there's a there's a group of people that want to read it and need it, you know, and, you know, there's all sorts of people in the world. So, you know, there's going to be people that may not relate to it. And there's going to be people that feel like right. this is it and and just inspire someone else who might say, well, I was wait, three years. I, I could do that. I've been thinking about my, my book for five years, you know. So I think it's amazing that you did that. And it, where can we get that? Is it something that could get on your it's website? On, it's on my website, It's okay. um, which is lovingtherapy.org. It's also on Amazon. 
Um, I believe it's available um, through Kindle. It's Mm -hmm. available on the writers, on the publisher's website, which is writersrepublic.com. And it's available on Mm barnesandnobles.com. Awesome, awesome. We have um, Audley Gardner. Interesting, love this. Yes, that's that's my um my father. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad, thanks for joining us. <laughs> so, um, with Valley, you've always been consistently doing things to heal. Absolutely, it's definitely a journey, you know. And sometimes you think you heal one part, and you're like, "Oh, I'm good there," and then something happens, and you're like, yep. "Oh, that was just." A couple exactly. of there's more. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm-hmm. so absolutely, there's definitely a journey. Um, recently, because um, I have anxiety, I have PTSD, I have anxiety, I have depression. Um, you know, I haven't checked to see where those things are at, but it's just something that I've dealt with for, for many years. And my therapist now, I counselor now, she said, have you ever take sat and taken on the fact that you know there's a possibility that your anxiety will never ever leave? I was like, oh, <laughs> that's the reaction that most people have. Yeah, you know, and so it was, you know, I mean, my heart sunk, but I can understand where you know why it was important to say. Because part of my thing is I want to get rid of it. Like I want it to go. I want it to disappear. I want it to get another address that's not me. (laughs) You know, because I feel that healing means I don't have those things at all. I'm just free and clear to fly around, you know. But the reality is that, you know, yeah, you may heal from it, but part of that is learning how to cope with those things when they come up and how they don't have to derail you or how you could know like, okay, this is that negative self-talk. This is a trigger. Okay, what are my triggers? Okay, these are the triggers. Here's my coping skills for those triggers. And, you know, sometimes- If it helps. If it helps. Yeah. Healing from it means embracing it and not fighting it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what healing from it means. Mm-hmm. It's no longer your enemy or something you have to fear. Mm-hmm. You know how to cope with it. You know how to manage it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't send you into a whirlwind when it shows its ugly face. <laughs> you <Yep. know? laughs> yeah, absolutely. Valerie saying, same here, me too. Depression, <laughs> PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, I mean, I, I remember like going to this counseling group and we learned lots of coping skills. But what would happen is that when I'm in that crisis moment, you don't all remember of that, them. I can't, I don't remember any of them, you know? Right. So that was a frustration. But yeah, dealing with that, like, okay, what to do when it happens, where it doesn't derail you. And, but yeah, when she told me that, I was just like, oh man, there was some relief in that. I I didn't, but I wasn't ready to address the relief in it. I was just like, no, this can't be. And we're like, what am I doing all this work for? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're not alone. A lot of people have that reaction. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. 
If you had access, oh, I see. Oh, your dad again, positive. <laughs> oh, that's my my stepmom. She's oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yes, yes, positive for sure. Positive. Yes. <laughs> if you had access to a time machine, where would you go and why? Past or future? I would go into the future. Um. And I would say it's because the older I get, the more I'm able to gain my peace and maintain my peace, even in the midst of the storm. You know, I have my moments, yes, the storm is like roaring sometimes, but I do my best to make sure that it's not interfering with my peace to the point of me feeling like I'm broken. And the future represents that complete place of stable peace for me. You know, it re represents just accomplishing all my goals and being completely at peace. Mm. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me check. So yeah, Lisa, I mean, we've been talking about this for a little while, so I'm just really excited to uh, finally get the opportunity to sit down and, you know, share what you do with the, you know, my audience, yeah. people get this. Um, and just in time for Women's History Month, so that's also an added point. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. more, like women's, more like Women's History Year, because yeah. this is our year, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, you know, um, I'm really grateful that you were able to come on and share what you're doing. I'm, you know, I'm so glad that you're doing this type of work because it's so needed on so many levels, you know, and especially, you know, the fact I didn't even know that you're like, oh, okay, I could do, you know, sliding scale for make it more accessible for people. And so that's an amazing thing because a lot of people, even if you do get them to the point, they're like, well, I don't have insurance or I can't afford it. Um, so that's really good that you're able to, um, to offer that to people. Mm -hmm. um, Definitely. And I appreciate you having me. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Sylvia, thank you for this show. Very well needed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I put Lisa's uh, website. I'm just going to run the banner again, lovingtherapy.org. Um, she does counseling, mental health counseling, life coach. Uh, she has a book, you know, Women's Code. You could do that. Um, what are some other services that you have? Um, the, um, the individual counseling, um, children and adults, the couples therapy, marriage counseling, family therapy, um, you know, so yes, even career counseling. Awesome, awesome. So definitely look that up. Um, and support, you know, Lisa work, uh, the book, let's see, we have Gail, a hundred percent hearts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thank you for everyone who's, uh, live here with us. We're on a few different places. Thank you for those who's going to watch this in, on the replay, whether it's on Facebook, on YouTube, yes. on the podcast. Thank you all. Please consider sharing this uh, episode. We talked about mental health, the importance of mental health. We talked about some coping skills. We talked about just 
you know, have, you know, creating space, you know, for people in need and, you know, for ourselves. We talked about a lot of things. We talked about the Woman Code book uh, that Lisa wrote, and it is available for sale on her website and Amazon and a couple other places. So definitely please consider sharing, even if you're not in a position to get mental health or to buy the book, you could share it because somebody else may be in that position to do so. Absolutely. So, Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, the, the circle, you know, since 2018, I've been doing every Tuesday. I'm going to start because I have a whole lot of projects. Some of you follow me, see the, the work that I'm doing. We have a lot of things going on. So I'm going to be shifting and trying it out, but we're going to be shifting to the first and the third Tuesday of the month. So definitely join me back here. What I probably will, you know, throw out a rerun um, on the other Tuesdays, just to kind of keep everybody connected. Um, the circle is brought to you by uh, Nikki Lopez Creative and What's Your Elephant? What's Your Elephant is a movement that uses the arts to create a safe space to talk about everything unspoken. And if you want to find out more about my work, the project, the movements that I'm doing, you can go to whatsyourelephant.org. You could also go to Linktree uh, slash Nikki, uh, Nikki Lopez 19. So, um, that's it for me. Do you have any final words? Um, Just thank you everyone for the support and for yeah. coming out. I really appreciate it, Nikki. It was wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad you um, enjoyed it. I'm happy to have you on here. So, um, and yeah. good luck with the book, you know, and everything that you're doing. So um, we'll catch you, uh, catch up soon. Thank so, you. Same to you. Keep up what you're doing. Thank you. I will. All right, guys. All and right. It for tonight. We'll see you uh, in a couple weeks. Peace. Good night. Good night. <laughs>